after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Welcome back to 88.3WGT's After Further Review. Man, never done this before on a my sports talk show. Usually it's always fun to get away from the everyday things of life. And then on Sunday, something really tragic happened as you got the message of Kobe Bean Bryant passing away in a helicopter crash around 9.48 uh, Pacific time, 12.48 here. I didn't hear the news till about... Two o'clock or so. I was actually in basketball practice, so it, it kind of caught me a little bit, and I just thought it wasn't. It was fake news, but you know that's what actually happened. Um, Frank, what, what, when did you hear the news? I, I think you texted us too while yeah, I was in practice. Yeah, I I think I was I was actually uh, I had got done having lunch and I was just kind of doing just doing some stuff uh, uh, online, just trying to just get some work done and. I'd gotten done eating lunch, and then I see something from TMZ, and and I think when you when you see something like that, your first thought is just please God let this be fake news, who's let it be a hoax? And I mean, I just kind of was just jumping around on my radio on my radio in my car. I tried to put ESPN on, nothing. I went to Fox Sports Radio, nothing. Went to NBA Radio, nothing. And I'm like, like. And then you just kind of you're playing you're playing the waiting game and hey and I think the minute I just saw a notification on my phone new tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski that's really just when reality set in. David, what about you? Uh, I got from work and I was about one o'clock and so like Frank I've seen the TMZ news and. Kind of, I immediately put my you know journalist hat on. It's like, okay, TMZ, we know that this is often not the most reputable source. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. TMZ has broke a lot of stories. I I know that five or six years ago, it couldn't have been a reputable source. But if you really think about it, in the last few years, TMZ has been the one to really break stories. So I don't know if we can still put them at the they're not the reliable source. I mean, I understand it's a gossip show. They're like about celebrities, but a lot of people go to TMZ first to give them the news stories before they actually go to the actual other media. It is kind of crazy, I know. Yeah, and I mean, I guess I'm just kind of one of those old those old head journalists that still think, you know, I need to see something from a news outlet that has sources kind of based in and around the L.A. market, and then kind of as time progressed, kind of refreshing the Twitter, and then I saw the L.A. County Sheriff's Department kind of talk about the tweet and report it, and so I was like, okay, like once once the kind of cops are talking about this as a thing that happened, you know, report like okay, there's a lot of validity to it, and then it was more kind of okay, let this not be Kobe Bryant, let this not be Kobe Bryant, and then kind of it was confirmed that you know Kobe Bryant was part of the crash, and then you find out that his daughter was involved, and then it's just like a lot of profanity laced and a lot of anger and stuff like that. So yeah, there's just a lot of waiting and verifying, and then 
once the reporters and police out in LA confirmed this, and I was like, okay, um, I'll time to really process this like deeply. Like this actually happened. Yeah, it it was kind of crazy, and there was also seven other people on the plane as well. Uh, Gigi's teammates, other coaches, I believe. Yeah, there was a JUCO, a well-known JUCO baseball coach who, was a couple of people I'm friends with, they apparently knew him. It's really? somehow really, yeah. Um, the other coach was the, the the queen of defense. She was on the sidelines with Kobe with the, with the team Mamba or whatever. Uh, I wouldn't say whatever. Yeah, sports but yeah, academy. Yeah, sports academy, and he was actually going to the sports academy. I think do one of Gigi's games and do a camp uh, at the Mamba. Yeah, yeah, I know there. Were, I know there was a camp going on. I don't know was supposed to, and they were supposed to make an appearance. Yeah, so thirty miles out, I believe, of Los Angeles and Calabasas. The, um, they're they're saying that the stories were that the, the actual LAPD and I think fire department, their planes were actually told to be not to fly because of the fog. And some people are debating whether or not the pilot got special permission to fly or not to fly. Um, was he disoriented? They don't know. All the stories have come out. And then you always hear the conspiracies with the numbers and this and that. But uh, a tragic, tragic thing that has happened in uh, not my generations, but un- younger generations, basically their their version of Michael Jordan, which I've always wondered, like, what would people do if Michael Jordan actually passed away? Now, he's been out of the league for a yeah. while and he's gotten to an old age where they've seen him. So I don't think if he passed away, it wouldn't be as much of a shock or tragic as this Kobe Bryant one. This one was just so sudden yeah. for him to die, to die in a copter crash. I think uh, what's sad is, one, people know what could have been, you know, because it looked like he was on on basically to be a, a a global, big global icon outside of basketball. Because usually he was an icon through the world of basketball and people knew who he was. But I think he was gonna one of those athletes that actually adjusted after life of basketball or as an athlete. Started becoming a global icon. Got an Oscar for the, the, the basketball stories that he wrote, basically. Uh, basketball diary that he, he narrated. Um, but the, I think the really tragic thing is, is that, to me, um, is the passing of his daughter because his daughter was a hell of a basketball player and she looked like she was going to be the future of the WNBA. Like, it pretty much could have been a, a female version of Kobe. Yeah, um, as far as she was headed to uh, UConn as well. Well, she wanted to go to UConn. We never know what, yeah. what could happen between now, you know, the 13 year old to, to 18, who knows. But I think with Kobe, it was more of a celebration of life. He really uh, accomplished a lot in his short 41 years here, if you really think about it. Um, the only thing I thought that was really distasteful, and you, you do have to mention it, is the, the, the incident that happened at Colorado. Um, but I, I think some people were like, well, why are you – how can I put this? Why are we always um, idolizing these athletes? And I said, you got to think about it. These athletes are in your home. I mean, they give people joy. They give people – you know, people can have problems in their life and then go watch a Lakers game and see Kobe perform, and it's just so amazing. It's just art, you know, in in the game of basketball. But it, it, it gives people – think about it. It gives people joy. When you give someone joy, they actually get attached to you. I mean, exactly. obviously, if you're someone that's miserable and that you don't give them joy – then they're gonna not they're gonna leave you alone and they're not gonna like you and, and obviously there are some people that believe with the whole rape allegations that happened in Colorado back in '03 a lot of people weren't real big fans of his but then I say this though with that, that as, as well though he grew from it and you never heard anything about it again it wasn't like he he was this habitual womanizer I mean it, it maybe it might come out later but it it didn't seem like that where he you know the woman that he was with at the time still stayed with them. 
They ended up having four kids. Um, he was a big advocate of, of women's basketball and, and women in sports and women empowering. And that's the thing I think I like about Kobe Bryant was that he was in a bad situation and he actually grew out of it and he became a better person. I even tell people I didn't even like Kobe Bryant when he first got in the league. I thought he acted too much like Jordan. I thought he was just a Jordan copycat wannabe. It was like, who's the real Kobe Bryant? And I think as the years went on and, 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 and through his career, he started to meet the real Kobe Bryant. And then really after his career, he started warming up to people. Um, I think the one likable thing was he gave back to the game. And he really reached out to the younger players, and, and he was genuine about it. Whereas I think Jordan, I think some of his, he's been put on a pedestal, but then as you hear more and more things as him as a person, I think that's kind of eroded away the idolization of Jordan. I mean, now kids just think of Jordan, they think of tennis shoes. <laughs> shoes yeah, another clothing. Clothing, the tennis shoes, and tennis shoes that he wore almost 30 to 35 years ago, people still fighting over them. But that's more my generation than this year's generation. I mean, my generation, when you think of the Lakers, you think of Magic and Showtime in the 80s and Big Game James Worthy and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. When Some of these kids that are born after 1990, when they think of the Lakers, they think of Kobe Bryant. I mean, that's just how how crazy it is. Well, well, well for me, it's kind of... It's kind of a mixed bag because I, I was born in '88, which was basically kind mm-hmm. of at the toward at the, the end, end of the by the, the time you were Lakers. by the time you were three, you know, yeah, the Showtime, Magic Johnson had obtained the HIV virus, and he was yeah, that the Showtime Lakers were really no more. And then I, as I grew up, that was kind of the Jordan era through the most through most of the '90s. I mean, I when I grew up, Kobe came into the league, and then. Once we had the 2000s, that's when... They blew up. The, that's when you had the three-peat. Yeah, you had that, and then plus you kind of also had the Spurs mixed in as well. Well, for a few seasons. As well as uh, the going-to-work Pistons. Yes, that's right. Put on who, the, own, who, yeah. who, the, who actually beat Kobe. Right, and then you know he had the beef with, with Shaq. Yeah. David, what are your th- thoughts? Yeah, so coming... Coming out of this, like from the perspective of a Laker, kind of Laker fan, it kind of it kind of fits me in a certain way, just because, like you said, growing up it was Shaq and Kobe and that kind of three P dynasty, and even because you saw all the raw emotion from these rookies and first, you know, sophomores, because and even some of the veterans, because they grew up doing, you know, everyone, you know, talking about now how we all shoot into the trash can and we all. Y'all, Kobe, like that was the start for kind of a lot of these kids doing basketball and to see kind of not just a mentor for a lot of these young pros, but just kind of a fan idol. Like, remembering when he dropped 81, remember when he dropped 60 in the garden, like, never make all these things in a way that kind of gravitated a lot of people to play basketball to want it become. And we saw it with all the, you know, the raw emotion from players like a Trey Young, like a Devin Booker, young guys who, you know, you want to thought, oh, yeah, you're in that ripe age to see Kobe in his prime. And then, like, all just around the league, the respect that coaches, peers, kind of everyone showed to him with all the tributes and the eight-second backcourt violation and 24-second violation. And then, obviously, the heartfelt tributes 
from the likes of his former teammates, specifically Shaq, thinking about him, thinking about kind of L.A. icons like Ice Cube and Snoop, and then all the stuff ESPN did with the tributes. Like it was, it was an overwhelming week, and it it kind of sucks in the way that we're praising and thinking about the impact that Kobe has been doing, and so many lives they touched. And like we always say, you know, it's it's not that we didn't give all these people the roses while they were able to still smell them. But it just goes to show the like the legacy that Kobe left on this league. The impact that teammates had playing with him, all the stories that we hear, all the heartfelt good vibes that people have when they think about this Kobe Bryant guy, this young kid from Italy that came to the States and was in that part of that revolutionary high school. Um, yeah, one of the first uh, high schoolers to come and make an impact in the league, and then how that started that really evolution of high school high schoolers in the NBA that could actually mm-hmm. yeah. Kevin Garnett kind of started that. Him and Jermaine O'Neal were in the year before, but I think it, it it was more or less those were big men. He was an actual guard, and usually at that time, yeah. not too many guards that came into the league and actually had uh, success from the high school level. Yeah. Like and because at that time it was, it was still kind of a big man's league. But like if, if you were a guard, you had to be like a, you know, top notch, best of the best. And Kobe came in for this young high schooler with a lot of proof. He said he you know came into the league trying to trying to really take that mantle and be like Jordan. And for a lot of people, he is the Jordan, like you said, Eric. But yeah, it, it sucks. And it really sucks thinking about you know him losing his daughter and like the hashtag girl dead that trended after the L. Duncan piece. Yeah, it's it's just been a long week, but basically there's there's some kind of sense of the new normal and the way that the NBA is kind of making these tributes and stuff. I, I think I think Kobe would be proud, and it sucks that you know, like Shaq said, he's not here to see all these tributes and stuff in the flash. But yeah. yeah, you people don't appreciate anything until, until it's gone, which which is sad. But then again, no, no one thought he was going to tragically pass away at 40, 41 years old, going to be on 42. He would have been 42 in August. And it hits more at home to me because I actually seen Kobe throughout his career and the maturation of him as, as a man, as a basketball player, and he's closer to my age. So it, that that is the craziness. The only thing that, you know, I, I don't like, and, and, and I understand ESPN, they did a really good job with the tribute, but sometimes I get, sometimes I get worried about sensationalizing this, and it's a grieving period. Sometimes I had to just turn SportsCenter off just to get away from it because you just had to have it all in your face. I mean, understandably on Monday and Tuesday, but as the week wore on, it was like, okay, you know, everyone needs their grieving process. Obviously, the Lakers-Clippers game was canceled they played their first game um, on Friday night against the Blazers, and, and obviously it was it, it, it was crazy. But like I said, it, it um, I just like the fact that how he grew as, as a human being and how he impacted people. And like I said, it shows you that he gave people joy, and that's why people are idolizing him. It's not because he was an athlete and because he could put the ball in, in in the basket, so to speak. That it was more to Kobe than just that. And I hate it when people kind of simple simplize it to that point where well i don't understand everyone you know people are putting on facebook or some others that well 
soldiers die all the time. Well, no one knows who those soldiers are. I, mean, I hate to say it. I mean, I thank you for your service and, you know, protecting us and giving us freedom. But Kobe Bryant was a global icon exactly. that, that really did make an impact globally. And, and he, like I said, he was an entertainer and he brought joy to people's lives. So when people get joy out of that and it's been taken away, they're going to feel a certain type of way. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's not taking away anyone's trying to remember all the other people that were on the plane. Well, yeah, they, they were on the plane. And, and like yeah. I said, their families are grieving as well. We don't want to leave anyone out. But at the end of the day, the main guy is Kobe Bryant and everybody knew who he was and not to mention look at, at everyone in the league that really had respect for him I mean and it's an exclusive club to be in the NBA you got to be a very special player to make it into the, any major league sports league that we talk about on here you got to be a special person and a special player because look at Antonio Brown special talent but character out the window so like I said you got to have the total package to actually make it in the league and stay in the league and, and, and let's be honest too not most people on his, with his stature are going to reach out to younger players. Let's, let's be honest. He got his. You know, I'm the star of the team. You've seen it all the time. It's like in sports, once you're the star or whatever, you ain't reaching out to no one else at the bottom, and that's something that he actually did. So what we're going to do is we're listening to this tribute here. I thought, it was, I thought it was really touching what they did with this tribute here with him. So here's the Kobe Bryant tribute before the game started, remembering Kobe here on uh, 88.3. WXUT. Once again, we'll play this for you a little bit, and then we'll come back and uh, uh, finish up the, finish up the show with this. By the time there was a young basketball player who had dreams of becoming one of the greatest basketball players of all time. You have the opportunity to go to the NBA and play against the greatest players in the world. That doesn't get you going. I don't think anything will. It's like a dream come true. I, I couldn't even dream of this when I was a kid, you know, it's just no way possible. It's just, you know, just a blessing from above. The joy of the game uh, comes from just being out there and just playing. The competitive side of me uh, feels like we can win every game that we play. What I've learned is to, to, to always keep going. You love the process <laughs> that gets you to that, those boring, agonizing moments. If you love that, then you know you found something that's really true to you. You know, if you do the work, you work hard enough, dreams come true. Those times when you get up early and you work hard, those times when you stay up late and you work hard, those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway, that is actually the dream. If you're a fan of mine, you're a fan of winning. You're a fan of the Lakers. That's never going to change. Man, I gave my soul to this game, man. There's nothing more I could give. I wanted to be one of the best basketball players to ever play. And anything else that was outside of that lane, I didn't have time for. It's not about my jerseys that are hanging up there for me. You know, it's about the jerseys that were hanging up there before. 
growing up and watching all these great players play and uh, learning so much from them. To now be a part of that wall, you know, means everything to me. You get older, you start to understand that really it's about the next generation. That these championships do come and go. But the most important thing you can do is to pay everything that you learn forward to the next generation to come. And that's truly how you create something that lasts forever. I love storytelling. Imagine, like, winning an Oscar, how ridiculous that would be. And the Oscar goes to... Unfortunately for us athletes, we've been pigeonholed into thinking that we can only be one thing. I'm here to show people that we can do much more than that. Winning an Oscar, winning the Emmy and the Annie, those are things that are showing other athletes that come after No, no, there's more to this thing. The discipline, the commitment, the team, the community. How do I take those lessons and move those here? Having that sharp focus is something that I got from the game of basketball. You have to dance beautifully in the box that you are comfortable dancing in. My box was to be extremely ambitious within the sport of basketball. Your box is different than mine. Everybody has their own. It's your job to try to perfect it and make it as beautiful of a canvas as you can make it. And if you have done that, then you have lived a successful life. You have lived with mama mentality. You know, being married to my wife, Vanessa, it's, it's fun. I mean, I, we have a good time together. I love her tremendously, and, uh, but we're best friends too. It's a blessing. When we're raising our daughters, one of the things that we teach them is you just gotta try your best. And you just gotta give it your all, give it everything you have. As parents, you gotta lead by example. If you want your kids to do whatever it is they wanna accomplish in life, you got to show them. I have four girls, so my mission is to make sure women have opportunities our daughters will grow up understanding that they can be strong, they can be independent, they can be fierce. I just love spending time with my family and just, you know, just being a husband, being a father, being a goofball, just, <laughs> just having a good time with my kids. I grew up a diehard, I mean a diehard Laker fan. And to spend 20 years here, I mean you can't you can't write something better than this. You got 19 or 20 years to play with the Lakers. Yeah, 19, 19 or 20 at least. Appreciating all this, you know, the journey that we've been on. You know, we've been through our ups and been through our downs. I think the most important part is that we all stay together throughout. You guys will always be in my heart. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. What can I say? Mamba out.
wow, that 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 was really touching. They did they did they did it pretty good there. Right? Yeah. What do you think? Very well done. I mean, I I watched some of it last night too. It was that. I was also Usher singing "Amazing Grace" before the game, and I, I'll tell you, there was not a dry eye in Staples Center last night. And then also, uh, Boys to Men did the national yeah. anthem. David, what do you think? Yeah, I personally I didn't watch any of the tributes just because I knew it'd be too overwhelming and you know too many onions in the room. But kind of watching some of the highlights last night, just seeing kind of the raw emotion from everyone, just kind of the kind of that the air and the emotion that you felt, and I imagine that was felt in the arena, just how somber it was and how surreal it all felt. It's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, there's just just a lot of overwhelming. There's a lot of grief and a lot of just, yeah, it, it sucks. It, it all sucks. It's kind of that... That we had celebrating, you know, life, you know, tragically taken away and kind of all the memories that we all had because he was a modern day Jordan and just kind of, he was so young, but yeah. But I, and I know the most, you know, the tributes will continue. I know they have the new all-star game format and everything, but I know there are going to be some tributes there. And then at the Hall of Fame, like that's just going to be a whole nother level of, Tributes and emotions, and yeah, but yeah. yeah Kobe was one of the best. Carmelo Anthony didn't play in the game. He said it was going to be too emotional for him. A um, lot of tributes to, to Kobe. On some people thought the game should have been canceled on Sunday. Yeah, well, I mean that's kind of a that's kind of a touchy area. I mean, I know I know there was some that said that yeah, don't play. I mean, I can I get that, but at the same time. Canceling games wasn't going to bring Kobe back, right? I mean, plus he probably would, he would have wanted him to just keep playing, right? And Kyrie Irving scored fifty four uh, Friday night, but he I think he also missed a game I think on Sunday with the Nets. Yeah, and I actually went to the uh, Ypsilanti Ipsy Lincoln game last night to go look at Amani Bates. Ooh, the, the who could be the next? Kobe, yeah. high school. I know, and I do know that when he played Tuesday night, he actually changed his jersey number to twenty-four. Oh, he did. But I mean, at the before this game, I was at which is played up uh, at Eastern Michigan's Convocation Center, mm-hmm. where they probably had more fans at his game than an Eastern <laughs> Michigan game. <laughs> okay, all that aside, right? They actually, after doing intros and stuff, they did a twenty-four-second moment of silence, mm-hmm. which I thought was just a touch of class. Yeah. As for somebody who really a lot of a high lot. school games did that, yeah, and I know there was a lot where players came out with Kobe Bryant shirts. I mean, we had <clears throat> Dallas Bolster ended up coming to practice one day wearing his Kobe Bryant jersey. Mm-hmm. Hey, so it's I mean, it's just amazing to see how something like this it brings everyone together just to pay their respects to somebody who really meant a lot, not just to. The NBA, but just the basketball as a whole. That is true. Real quick, what we're going to do is we're going to listen to LeBron. He's got about a four-minute segment. Listen to what he had to say. I, I think he might. I don't know if he can play because I think he drops an S-bomb in it. He does. He does. I, I think it, I, I can see whether or not. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we can drop it, but we'll just listen to this real okay. quick. Okay. Yeah. pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh, before I get started on the. Uh, 
uh, the speech that I have. Um, I want to acknowledge all the lives that was lost Sunday morning. Alyssa Altabelli, John Altabelli, Carrie Altabelli, Peyton Chester, Sarah Chester, Christina Mauser, Ara Zabanya, Gianna Bryant, and Kobe Bryant. Now, I got something um, written down. You know, they asked me to kind of stay on course or whatever the case may be, but Laker Nation, man, I will be selling y'all off this shit, so I'm going to go. The first thing that comes to mind, man, is all about family. And as I look around this arena, we're all grieving. We're all hurt. We're all heartbroken. But when we're going through things like this, the best thing you can do is lean on the shoulders of your family. And from Sunday morning all the way to this point, now I heard about Laker Nation before I got here last year about how much of a family it is. And that is absolutely what I've seen this whole week, not only from the players, not only from the coaching staff, not only from the organization, but from everybody. Everybody that's here, this is really, truly, truly a family. And I know Kobe and Gianna and Vanessa and everybody, thank you guys from the bottom of their heart, as Kobe said. Now, I know at some point we will have a memorial for Kobe. But I look at this, I look at this as a celebration tonight. This is, this is a celebration of the 20 years of the blood, the sweat, the tears, the broken down body, the getting up, the sitting down, the everything, the countless hours, the determination to be as great as he could be. Tonight, we celebrate the kid that came here at 18 years of age Retired at 38 and became probably the best dad that we've seen over the last three years, man. Tonight is a celebration. Before we get to play, love y'all, man. Kobe is a brother to me. And from the time I was in high school, to watching him afar, to getting in this league at 18, watching him up close. All the battles that we had throughout my career, the one thing that we always shared is that determination to just want to win and just want to be great. And the fact that I'm here now means so much to me. I want to continue along with my teammates to continue his legacy, not only for this year, but as long as we can play the game of basketball that we love, because that's what Kobe Bryant will want. So in the words of Kobe Bryant, Mamba out, but in the words of us, not forgotten. Live on, brother.
Sometimes you just got to speak from the heart there, LeBron. So, I mean, they're. And so, very well done. So, what we're going to do is um, we're going to. Yeah, actually, that's what we're going to do. We're going to pretty much. Give 24 seconds of silence for Kobe on the show. I mean, it's only right. I mean, yeah, it's only, it's it only right. So what we're going to do, I'm going to put the clock on, the stopwatch, and oh, actually the timer. Mm. Might be better to do the stopwatch, otherwise uh, you'll have something going off. Really? Yeah, I'll I'll actually do it on mine. Huh? No, I got it. I'm ready. Okay. So we'll just give him a 24-second silence. Here we go. You guys ready? There you go. Twenty four seconds for him right there. Yeah. This is for this is actually for Kobe. Oh man. Tough one there. Yeah. David, final thoughts as we get on out of here, wind up. Yeah, I guess like it's been said, you know, all week. I think Jay Williams said it best. Uh, and even Shaquille O'Neal, you know, don't uh, let's not wait until after it's too late to you know squash any beef that we have with anyone. Like some things are just bigger than our professions or kind of day to day, whatever. Just cherish, cherish every moment, live every day. Salvage uh, bridges while you can. I don't know if it's the life lesson, but yeah, just. Weeks like this make you really just kind of think and just reflect and see what matters, see what doesn't. No, Frank? Well, I'm going to just share something that my pastor, Craig Killerman, posted on Facebook a few hours ago. He said, what Kobe Bryant's death has reminded me in one sentence, love today like you aren't guaranteed tomorrow because we aren't. Just leave it at that. Good one there, Frank. What do you guys got planned for the weekend, man? Uh, Super Bowl on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Hey, for me. Hey, and who knows what's going to go on the rest of today and even tomorrow before the game. I'll just be watching it with some friends. David? Yeah, I mean, there's this football game tomorrow I guess everyone's going to be watching it so I'll, I'll tune in and watch it too just because um, <laughs> other than that college basketball a little bit of pro basketball so I spend the next week thinking about all-star game and we can talk about you know the snubs and all that big stuff and all that stuff on next week's show but yeah sports on the tube 
you talk about the All Stars. Everyone that talks about saying that the All Star game doesn't matter, you get all upset about All Star snubs. But did you see Jackson Hayes though about what he said to the NBA, Frank? No. Was that you didn't see what Jackson Hayes said about him being uh, not getting uh, selected to the NBA Risings? I didn't. Ha- I didn't have to see that. Make sure you guys look it up. He told the NBA yeah. to go suck his. No, I can't say it on air, but go look it up. He was really upset though. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you know, that's nothing with people's money, hey. Well, he's Some just a rookie. Some by the coaches, and well, I mean, I didn't understand him, you know, being upset. But yeah, he hasn't earned his stripes. But guys like Derrick Rose, Bradley Beal, people with you know contract clauses that say, hey, you get so much money if you get selected to this game by coaches and media, and then you know, make a big gripe about it. All, all of this is messing with people's money, and people don't like it when you mess with their money. No, oh, Devin Booker got left out. Did Derrick Rose get left out? I thought he was. Yeah, he I think he did. Yep. And no yeah, Bradley Beal. Yeah, oh, man. Andre I, Drummond got left out, too. Yeah, that that, that was bad. I mean, Derrick Rose has been having a really great season. I think the only, the only one of the Pistons that's actually participating is Fee McKayluke. He got selected for the Rising Stars game. Right. I thought I kind of thought for a moment Sekou Dumboya would, but he's kind of tailed off. Yeah, he has tailed off. He's been. I think he's going back to Grand Rapids. I believe. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what Dwayne Casey said. But you know, got to play better, man. Mm-hmm. Well, David, man, have a good weekend, man. All right, see you guys next week. Yep, that was David the Man of God Harris here on the phone lines. Now, usually we'd be having music in the background, but because uh, obviously we can't do that because of. There we go, Frank. So now we got the music. Hopefully the telephone is fixed by next week. We can hang it up now so no one's on the line. Congratulations on being inducted into the BHC. Looks good, Frank. Uh, well, thank you. Looks good, Frank. You can actually look like you look like Kojak. I don't know. You don't know who Telly, Telly Savalas. Uh, name sounds familiar. Well, it was a TV show with Telly Savalas. Ask your parents about it. It's a very. Yeah, I'll look it up on IMDb later. Yeah, Kojak though. Yeah, you, you could be a the detective. Name's familiar. Right? Yeah. But anyway, it was a great show. Uh, you won't be. We won't be here the next few weeks, right? You got uh, next. No, next week I. Next Maggie. week I should be able to be here. Cool, cool, it's cool. It's just the uh, the fifteenth, twenty second, and 29th I'm going to be out. Ooh, even the leapier day. Okay, Frank. All right. Well, you guys heard it here. We'll always be on here. We'll probably have a tape show. But if you miss the show, which is on Saturdays, eleven to one after theme park with Tim and Vicky. Always check us out on our SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. WXUT's after further review with the picture of Frank Basher and the horse's head. We might need to change that picture with him being part of the Ballhead Club, though. Really? Nice and shiny. Anyway, from David and Frank, I'm Derek Lawson. It's been a presentation of 88.3 WXUT's AF. After further review, we'll be back next week. Same time, same place, and same podcast. Peace. We're out. Have a good weekend.